Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Calls me at I 10 in Metairie. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH ICON on your radio dial. 
bringing it home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Uh, whether you're listening, uh, again, over the airwaves at 106.1 FM Nash Icon, thank you. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, thank you very much. NashFM1061.com or EricAsher.com, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you listening on the World Wide Web. Or maybe you're checking out the podcast because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, uh, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and you'll find it. Uh, or maybe, again, uh, you're checking us out on the uh, uh, on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Thank you for, again, being part of the audience today's program. Um, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. It features Mike Dettilia of WWL Radio. Uh, Mike will be solo. Uh, matter of fact, like I said yesterday, the next two weeks we'll have one guest, and then we'll go back to our reporters roundtable um, in three weeks. This week it is Mike Dettillier. Next week it is Sean Vazam. Uh, so looking forward to both those guys jumping on the program. But Mike will join us this Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLA TV, also live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page. And then here come the rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LA on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, that's WLA TV 2. Friday night, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the news. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on uh, the WLATV YouTube page. Always at ericasher.com. And uh, always on our social media platforms as well. On today's program, we'll talk Tulane uh, and some Saints with uh, Matty Hudak, uh, the Tulane sideline reporter, also uh, writer for Saints Wire. Uh, she'll join us at uh, 4.35 this afternoon. Then we'll talk Tigers with Mike Scarborough as the Tigers prepare for the 8th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers coming into Tiger Stadium at 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, and, of course, Scarborough of uh, TigerBait.com will get the latest there on what's happening with the Tigers after, again, a big win on the Plains over Auburn. And, of course, I can't say enough about Tulane going in and exercising the demons of, again, the Houston Cougars. You know, I mean, it's, you know, when you get your brains beat out as much as they did o- o- over the years by Houston, uh, and then to do what they did with, again, Kai Horton, a third-string quarterback, um, again, uh, uh, in overtime, uh, just a spectacular win for the program. Uh, a long, you know, both LSU and Tulane, again, a long story program, right? They've been around for a long time. And uh, in, in the modern era of Tulane football, that's one of the biggest wins ever. It is. Definitely one of the biggest wins in the, in the history of um, of. Uh, uh, of uh, the, uh, the the present coaching staff uh, with Willie Fritz uh, and and this particular team, but I'm telling you, just uh, really good weekend for both the LSU and Tulane. Uh, Tulane taking on East Carolina this weekend uh, at home, uh, and hopefully again the Tulane fan base will get out there and uh, support them. Hey, first chance to check out the Pelicans tonight, 8:30 tip on TNT. Uh, they'll take on the Bulls uh, on their first preseason game. Remember, they open up the uh, regular season October 19th in Brooklyn against Brooklyn. Um, guard, uh, it looks like uh, B.I. is going to be out, and it looks like, again, C.J. McCollum are going to be out tonight, so they won't play. Uh, I, I failed to announce this yesterday with everything with the Saints and Pel- Saints and also LSU and, and, and Tulane, but Larry Nance over the weekend signed a two-year $21 million, a $21.6 million extension. So that's really good news. Um, that means C.J. McCollum has gotten an extension. Uh, Larry Nance has gotten an extension. They both, again, came over in the trade uh, with Portland. Uh, and both guys are vital parts of this team going forward. So uh, really good to see that. Really hyped on, on, the, on the Pels. And hopefully, again, look, I said it, I've been saying it for the last, what, few weeks, right? Because we never anticipated 
the New Orleans Saints coming out of the um, gate one and three? Nobody did, okay? You know, no, I mean, again, I'm, I'm thinking three and one, okay, at the, at the very least. Maybe two and two, you know, if something goes wrong. But I surely thought that, again, when you look at, the, uh, at this roster on paper, that they'd be further along than they are, and they're not. So, again, look, we all get caught up on paper, right? At the end of the day, it's what happens on the field, what happens on the court that counts. And on paper, this Pelican team looks like it looks like it'd be a top four team in, in the in the West, depending on how things shake out. Look, injuries, what's going to happen with the other teams in the West, etc. Uh, but they are deep and they are good, and they seem like they have a really good coaching staff, and uh, there seems to be a buy-in to, to Willie Green. So I'm excited about seeing them tonight. I'm excited about seeing again the new and improved Zion. Uh, unfortunately, again, you won't see uh, uh, Brandon Ingram or. Uh, or C.J. McCollum tonight. So, uh, but, but nevertheless, it's Pelicans basketball tonight, 8.30, again on TNT. Big story last night that broke uh, after we got off the air was, again, Latavius Murray being poached by Denver off the Saints practice squad. Well, let me say this first of all. Um, I put my, my, my strong opinion on, on, on social media, as I always do. This is not about a third-string running back. This is not about a guy you just pulled off the practice squad. This is about, again, the organization as a whole without Sean Payton and their lack of attention to detail. And, and again, this movie, once again, of Mickey Loomis taking over the organization. It, it, it shouldn't have happened. It should not have happened. And, look, Saints fans are irate, and they should be. Not, not just because Murray was the best back on the field on, for the Saints on Sunday. Not just because, again, he brought back power football without fumbling on Sunday. But he gave the fans hope that, again, that maybe we could see a more balanced offense going forward. I talked about it yesterday, right? Um, I, don't, I don't know what, what Latavius Murray is going to do long term. He was sitting on his couch a couple weeks ago, right? Nobody wanted him. So he's got fresh legs, etc. But this is a pattern, okay, of a Loomis-led front office that trickles down to the coaching staff and down to the players. No, this is not about a third-string running back. It's not about Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray could go to Denver, and he could light the world on fire. He'd go to Denver, and he could get injured, and again, be on, on, on the injury reserve, or ultimately, again, sit behind the backs they have, even with the injury that they had to Williams this past weekend. He could, he could have stayed here in New Orleans, and he could, he could have been a guy that, you know, uh, maybe, got, maybe started taking the carries away from Ingram. But at least right now, while Alvin Kamara's injured, he proved that, again, he could, he could bring power football back, back to the Saints, at least, even if it was for a short period of time. But Lewis made a mistake. Lewis made a mistake. And it's not the first one. Okay, he's been very careless since he took over this team after Peyton uh, uh, left. And I can't say retired because he'll be back in football. It started, away, it started again with giving away all that draft capital for, for Olave in the last draft. Look, I get it. Alavi's been a special player for the Saints, right? But he was expensive. Think about it. Think about this. An aging team, an expensive team right now, and just giving away the draft picks, like, again, like they're nothing. Remember this. I said it when they, when they drafted him. Again, look, you're searching for a franchise quarterback, but you gave up five picks for a wide receiver. Two 2022 third-round picks. That could have been the running back that you could have utilized this past week. That could have been a quarterback of the future. Could have been a lot of things. 2022 fourth-round pick. A 2023 second, uh, I'm sorry, first-round pick, which right now, if the draft was today, would be the fourth overall pick in the draft. Let that sink in for a second. If the draft was today, Philadelphia would be picking fourth with the New Orleans Saints first-round pick. 
and a fourth-round pick. Now, that's a lot of draft capital for a wide receiver. Now, I get it. I remember the day. I watched the, the wide receivers coming off the board. I knew the Saints were panicking a little bit. But to give up five picks for a wide receiver, he better be Jerry Rice. Nice player right now. He better be Jerry Rice. Five picks. Five picks. And I'm telling you what, Philly loves doing business with Mickey Loomis. There's no doubt about that. Then there was the decision to go after Deshaun Watson, okay? All that disgusting baggage that he has. Now, look, again, he may be on the field for Cleveland in a couple weeks and light it on fire. He is a great quarterback. He is a despicable human being. Is that the, is that the guy you want leading? Is that the quarterback you want leading your franchise post-breeze? I didn't. No way, no how. Yeah, I got intrigued early about, man, Deshaun Watson, because I remember Deshaun Watson, how great he was against the Saints in his first game as a pro, and I'm looking at him then and saying, oh, my God, this guy's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's got a problem. He's got issues. And it's not a good look for, again, especially a team with a female owner, who, by the way, didn't travel once but twice to go meet him to try to get him to sign a contract with the Saints. And if it wasn't for... All that guaranteed money, the Saints would have probably still been in the mix. Then came the decision not to bring Quan Alexander back. And look, I hear it now from my colleagues, right? Uh, well, look, look, how, look how great Werner's doing. <laughs> I said it from the beginning. It doesn't matter how good Werner's doing. Werner should be the starter. They drafted him with a second-round pick. He should have been the starter by now. His problem is he's been often injured. He's playing great. But Quan got backup money to, to sign with the Jets. One year, $1.2 million, $152 million guaranteed. All they, all they again, gave, uh, the only thing that they had to, had to worry about was, was the guaranteed money. It's $152,000. That's it. Okay? He would have been insurance in case Werner went down. Not to mention, he was a team leader and part of the juice of this defense. You don't think he's been missed? Even as the juice of the defense? Come on. Then again, trading away C.J. Gardner-Johnson for a 2023 fifth-round pick, a 2024 sixth-round pick, and then sending, sending here's, the, here's the deal, sending Philly the sweetener, right, of the 2025 seventh-round pick. He was the juice of the defense. He was the best nickel corner in the NFL. Now they're trying to play him at safety. Yeah, Philly fans are not happy with it. Put him at nickel and see what he does. At the very least, they could have got, and I said this before, they could have at least got a fourth or fifth-round compensatory pick for him. That's what they could have got. They'd have kept him. And plus, again, he would have played his ass off for the Saints this year because, again, he is showcasing himself for 31 other teams. Instead, Mickey Loomis wanted to draw a line in the sand, prove he's the big general manager now. And, of course, uh, we, we see now that uh, they lost an intangible. They lost a guy that at the very least could have been depth, quality depth for a secondary that's been banged up. So Loomis moves on from Quan. He moves on from C.J., he tries to sign, sign Deshaun Watson. He gives up five picks for Olave, okay, a wide receiver. You know, most, most teams are giving up five picks for a quarterback. They got five picks for a wide receiver, okay? And let me say this right now. I said this before. You cannot like the way a player handles their business in terms of a contract, but, again, players are watching very closely on, again, how management reacts to, again, when a player is looking for a new deal. I didn't like Gardner Johnson sitting out of reps. But he did it within the rules of, again, the, C, uh, of the CBA. Loomis anticipated him being a cancer. Shipped away a quality player on a teammate because he anticipated him being a cancer. 
All he was doing was trying to get paid. You can't tell me the players are not, did not pay attention to that. Now let's fast forward to this past weekend, okay? The Saints had to know that Murray was ready to play at a high level. Or they wouldn't have elevated him from the practice squad, okay? They would have went with Tony Jones or Washington, okay? And that same old spin, rinse, repeat, doing nothing. He was outstanding on Sunday. 11 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Okay, he's 32 years old. I get it, okay? I don't know if he would have sustained it, okay? But he was a better option than Ingram on Sunday, that was for sure. And between the two of them, again, they, they could have given the Saints a physical backfield alternative to, to Alvin Kamara while he's injured. But Lubis made a horrible procedural decision. And that's the issue that I have because this is a pattern now, okay? Giving up too many picks for one player. Going after, again, a guy that, that is a, again, has a bad reputation that could really end up, again, not just, again, smearing your franchise, but you're hurting your locker room. Getting rid of two players that were the juice of your defense and could have had one was under contract and the other one, again, signed for nothing, pennies, with another team. But i got to give, again, John Singler credit because I went last night and I did all the research I could and I found out, again, there's a little bit of a clause in, in, the, uh, in the practice squad uh, rules where, again, if you take a player and you put him on your roster, again, as a, as a, as a practice squad call-up, that on Monday that player is exposed to any team out there uh, again, to be able to be able to poach, but there are ways of getting around it, and I give John Singler of, of Saints Wire a lot of credit. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this guy does a great job doing deep dive research, has great articles. I tell you, it's why I love Saints Wire. Ross is writing for Saints Wire, also um, uh, uh, Matty's writing for Saint Hall, uh, Saints Wire, and, and John Singler does a great job for Saints Wire. He did the deep dive research. I will read from his article. He said, "Let's recap what happened over the weekend." On Saturday, the Saints downgraded Jameis Winston to rule him out of Sunday's game with the Vikings. At the same time, they signed, uh, they signed practice squad quarterback Jake Lutton to their 53-man roster, suggesting they wanted to protect him from other teams poaching him for multiple weeks. To open a spot for Lutton, they released fullback Adam Prentice, who cleared waivers and is currently a free agent. They could have done the same procedure for Murray, but instead, they opted to use him as a single-game elevation from the practice squad, along with, again, tight end fullback J.P. Holtz. Deactivating Jones and calling up Murray would suggest that spots on the depth chart were flipped, but that wasn't reflected in their roster status. Reading again from John Singler's article. So when Murray reverted to the practice squad after the game on Sunday, the Broncos were able to swoop in a nice offer on Monday, and it was in the best interest uh, to be able to accept it. It was in Murray's best interest to accept it. That wouldn't have been the case if the Saints would have signed Murray to the 53-man roster on Saturday when they promoted Lutton. They could have waived another player, like reserve running back Tony Jones Jr., who, again, Murray was activated ahead of against Minnesota, or made Lutton a single-game elevation instead. Hey, Murray made the right decision to leave. Saints had an opportunity to keep him from making that decision in the first place, but they didn't do it. The team's decision not to expose to do that, not to expose Murray to being poached, came back to bite him again. Losing Murray isn't going to sink their season, but the lack of attention to detail started to define the Dennis Allen era. He is practicing lax ball security, racking up procedural penalties that should have been cleaned up in practice. Routine personal personnel moves are not working out. There's a very real possibility they will not think. Listen to this. There's a very real possibility they will not get any sort of compensation for all pro talents like Marcus Williams and Toronto Armstead leaving in free agency. That's, that's John Singler 
from Saints Wire today. He laid it out for you perfectly. So Loomis chose to cut his only fullback, protect his fourth-string scout team quarterback, and expose the best running back on the field on Sunday. And when Denver offered him a chance to jump ship, he did. Now, will he get more playing time in Denver? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Alvin Kamara, uh, hasn't, who hasn't been healthy all season, uh, maybe again, uh, maybe he comes back, and maybe he isn't. But running back's a priority right now because he is injured, okay? And, again, they had, to, they had one in, in Murray. They knew that Murray was ready to play. They also brought Murray in because, again, he knew the system. He performed well on Sunday. Now, is he the third-string running back? Yes. But maybe he's the second-string running back if Ingram keeps fumbling. Or, again, if Alvin Kamara's not healthy. Was it money? Saints could have matched the offer for, for, um, uh, for from Denver. They could have outbid Denver for his services if they wanted to. In the past, I will say this. There's no way Murray leaves the Saints for Denver under Sean Payton. But this is now a team that's in disarray. They're undisciplined. They're leading the league in penalties and turnovers. They're, started, they're starting a quarterback with a broken back, losing two games in the division. We'll come back to bite them before it's all said and done, if they can climb their way back into contention. But I said it weeks ago, and I'll say it again. It's a team that's a rudderless ship. And I've stated it for a while now. The job looks too big for, for Allen. It just does. Now, maybe again he turns it around. But we do know, again, the DM job is too big for, for Mickey Loomis, unless he's handling the cap exclusively. This latest mis- misstep of protecting a vet- not protecting a veteran running back at a position that's injured over a fourth-string scout team quarterback is once again, again, proof that Loomis is clueless. And it's also, again, proof that it was Peyton that was the captain of the Saints ship. And without him, the team that he built is a shell of itself. Undisciplined, losing to inferior teams? Come on. I mean, I I told you before, ladies and gentlemen, I have seen this movie before, okay? I saw it the first time around. The only reason why Mickey Loomis is still around is he stood by Benson when he was moving the franchise to San Antonio, and he hit the Powerball in hiring a little-known offensive coach from the Dallas Cowboys who turned out to be an offensive genius and possibly a Hall of Fame head coach if he can get another Super Bowl. But everybody seems to forget his GM days pre-Payton were a disaster. And so far, just the moves that I have talked about post-Payton, it's the Loomis hassle era all over again. But this time it's with Payton's players who are, again, leaps and bounds more talented than they ever had during the Loomis hassle era. So it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just me. It's not just me, okay? I see it, and, 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 I, and I speak the truth. I call it as I see it. This was a blunder on the part of the organization, and it's got nothing to do with the third-string running back. It's got everything to do with, again, looking at the situation and saying, do I expose my fourth-string scout quarterback to possible waivers or possibly getting poached from a, from a team, or do I, do I expose a running back who had to be playing well in practice for you to elevate him. And, oh, by the way, you're injured at the running back position with Kamara 
He's been injured all season long. It's almost a shame that, again, the ruling didn't come down from, from the court because he's been gone for the first four games pretty much. We don't know if he's playing Sunday. We don't know when he's coming back. And rightly so. You don't play him with, a, with, a, with a, a, again, a rib issue, just like you don't pay a, play a quarterback with a broken back. But, of course, they did, didn't they? Yes, they did. No, this, this franchise is in disarray right now. And it starts at the top with Mickey Loomis. Only time will tell if Dennis Allen can turn this thing around or if this is going to be a repeat of what he did in Oakland. But from a, the standpoint of, again, procedural moves, understanding the, the, uh, the, the consequences, again, when you're making moves from the practice squad, giving up five picks for a, a five picks, including a first-round pick, for a wide receiver, going after Deshaun Watson, letting two key players on your defense go, one thing after another. It's an issue. And when you look at the Saints right now, at one and three, it's a rudderless of the ship. Hopefully they can turn it around. But this is the kind of blunders that get you beat. It's the kind of blunders that get you beat. Look, Peyton has made his mistakes with, with personnel. He wasn't perfect. But he built a juggernaut of a team. And more often than not, he made the right decisions. I have no faith that Loomis can do that. Matter of fact, I'm hoping that his new restaurant on Metairie Road is a hit. The rooftop restaurant is a hit, and maybe he goes into the restaurant business. Because the NFL general manager, he is not. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Later on in the program, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with, um, with the Pels as they prepare for tonight's preseason game against the Bulls. Uh, we'll talk Tigers with uh, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com at 5.15. Coming up next, Maddie Hudak. She'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Tulane. If we have time, we'll ask her about the Saints. And, of course, uh, we'll also – we have to at least touch on the mayor now coming, uh, coming clean and saying she's going to repay the city back for – uh, her um, uh, upgraded accommodations when it comes to travel. I just have one question for the mayor. Uh, what about the rent-free uh, apartment in the Upper Pantalba building? Going to pay that $3,000 a month back? Is that coming next? I would think you would have to. Again, you're a city employee. Uh, you, don't, you don't have the, the rights to... It's not, again, it's not like you're the queen. You don't have the rights to the uh, Pantalba building as a... You know, as a uh, 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 as an apartment that you can utilize at your at your leisure. So we'll find out if that happens next. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the program as well. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I don't care where you live. You live in the, within the sound of my voice, Burkhardt can be your AC company. That means, again, when you need an air conditioning system, they're going to come out, sit down with you, do a consultation, and, again, show you the brands they represent. And then, of course, their uh, crack team of installers will come out to your home or your business and install that. Again, also realizing, again, respect for your business, respect, again, for your home, uh, treating your home like their home. And, of course, when it comes to service at the sale, impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, Nate certified technicians. And then, of course, never cheat you, never gouge you. The reputation is there. From industrial to residential to commercial, Burkhardt is, uh, John Burkhardt has built a reputation with his business that's now been passed on to his sons, Jason and Josh. His wife, um, is, is, uh, Kathy's in the front, is the, the front office. Truly a family-owned and operated business. You want a company you can trust that'll be around another 30 years? 
Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Matty Hudak next. Don't move. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by News Nation. Chris Cuomo is back with a new show on a new network. Catch Cuomo weeknights on News Nation at 8, 7 central. To find News Nation on your television provider, go to NewsNationNow.com slash join us. Delays are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit and look out for accidents Jackson at Britannia and also St. Charles Avenue at Audubon Place and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Celebrate the start of your day the local way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. We've got a brand new look with the same great premium taste. Try our chocolate beignet blend with flavors of rich chocolate and classic New Orleans beignets. Pick up some today at your local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee, a true taste of New Orleans. Well, I was born to call miner's daughter. 
in a cabin on a hill in Butcher Holler. We were poor, but we had love. That's the one thing that Daddy made sure of. He shoveled Ow. coal to make a poor man's dollar. My Daddy worked all night in the Van Leer coal mine. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Again, tribute to Loretta Lynn, uh, 90 years old today. Again, uh, 90 years old uh, passes today, and of course, uh, uh, the country music world is uh, mourning her passing. One of the great, one of the country music greats, one of the queens of country music. Hey, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance, a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, business, commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and also the River Parishes. At Dave Miet Insurance, they're your one-stop insurance specialist. You want to save? Call Dave 504-556-0809, or go to d a v e m i l o e t i n s agency.com, which is a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. You want an insurance agent that's got your back? Uh, you call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. All right, joining us on the program now, coming off an incredible victory, uh, 27-24 overtime victory over the Houston Cougars, the sideline reporter for the Tulane Green Wave, and, of course, also does a great job writing for, again, you mentioned me talking, you heard me mention about Saints Wire earlier today, joining Ross Jackson, John Singler. Matty Hudak joins us on the program. Matty, how are you? Hello? Maddie? Hey, Maddie. You there? Sorry, there was, yeah. Okay, there you go. How are you, Maddie? There was like a noise that cut out. I'm otherwise doing good. How are you? Uh, doing fantastic. Great weekend for Tulane, LSU. Not so much for the Saints, but just an incredible win for, for Tulane. I want to tell you what, you're pretty nimble out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a lot of commentary about that um, fall. It wasn't so much the player rolled into me as much as he kind of karate chopped my legs, but... I've said that uh, he was about to roll over my microphone, so I was a bit laser-focused on not ruining the equipment. Right. Well, again, you got up pretty quickly. You moved pretty quickly, and you had a bird's-eye view as Spears got the winning touchdown in um, in overtime. And what, what a great win it was for Tulane. No kidding. Uh, and and uh, that was kind of special for me, too. Normally I'm up in the press box because I you know host a post-game show, but overtime doesn't really work like that. So if that's kind of the, the moment that I can see and the game on the field uh, – Again, what what a way to walk off with an overtime touchdown with your third-string quarterback after the second-string quarterback goes down in the opening series. Um, and I would say Clayton Toon is probably the most legitimate quarterback Tulane has really faced this season. And I also thought that it was the pass rush's strongest game. Uh, and just really, I, I think it was just a pleasant surprise that not only did they kind of battle through adversity, they almost seemed to thrive on it. Uh, they, they did. Um, let me say this. Uh... Um, first of all, Willie Fritz, he, he, he had to go to Quantico, uh, you know, or, or, uh, or again, maybe Langley uh, to learn how to keep a secret, right? Because no one in the city knew the situation with Michael Pratt. And it was hush-hush, obviously, all week long. I mean, again, I thought I thought Peyton could keep a secret in, in the Saints compound. Uh, Willie Fritz uh, really up, uh, one-upped him on that one. Um, of course, then Ibietta comes in. I can't wait to see Ibietta play because – I've heard since he was at Country Day, this guy's got pro potential. He looked really good early, and then, of course, the shoulder into the defender on the sidelines, he's out. And then uh, Kai Horton comes in. It's interesting because Gary Smith told me about Kai Horton way back in, in training camp and said, watch this kid. He's got, he's got, you know, he's got some skills, and, and you know, it's the third-string quarterback. 
But how impressive was he to come into a tough situation like that and to lead the team with three touchdowns? And again, just the, the moment was not just not too big for him. No, uh, the mental toughness that Kai Horton has shown really in his two showings so far. Um, I mean, he started against uh, what was the number two team in the country, Cincinnati, last season. I'm not sure that many people know he broke his finger on, I think, the third play of the game and, and played through that. Um, I did not know that. So, yeah, so to really just kind of battle through that and then, yeah, come in. Sure, he was, you know, preparing all week. Um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of giving away that competitive advantage. We saw the Saints kind of play a lot of chess with who's playing quarterback this week. Uh, so, yeah, he got a lot of second-team reps, but to really get thrust into that situation mid-game, and a lot of the time the opposing pass rush kind of looks at that as a feast. But if you hear Kyle Horton talk about X's and O's, I really think he has a really high football IQ. And, you know, not just the perfect placement and everything on that final walk-off touchdown pass, but – the pump fake to kind of uh, get that safety to bite a little bit. And that shovel pass was honestly one of yes. my favorite passes all season mm-hmm. because sometimes those ugly passes are the best play call. And I thought that they all did a really great job of adjusting and just kind of weathering the storm. And Kai Horton did what he needed to do in his hometown state where he's led his team to two state championships. So that, that energy was definitely there, and it was an electric ending to boot. It really was. And, of course, to exercise the demons of Houston as well. Houston, again, been one of the perennial top teams in, in the AAC, have had Tulane's number for the most part. Uh, there's been some really gut-wrenching, you know, losses to um, to Houston. And, I mean, Tulane hung strong. And, look, the, I didn't feel like the entire time, the entire game, uh, that they were out of this thing. I felt like the, then that even though they had to go to the third-string quarterback, they were good enough to beat Houston, and they proved it ultimately, again, in overtime. That's how I felt, honestly, in the Kansas State game. I just had this kind of sense of calm. Tulane's going to win this game, and I couldn't really point to why. Uh, and, and when I went down there for overtime, I had that strong feeling again. Uh, it, it was a little more obvious this time. You could really just see Houston kind of mentally break down on that final drive. Uh, they seemed to have gotten you know really rattled that Tulane had tied up the score, and it shouldn't seem that hard to kind of get into field goal position, but that defense is just ferocious and really credit to them too, because a lot of that game was the the offense really not getting that far. Uh, They had those really strong drives that outside of that defense really, you know, took that team on. And I think that's kind of where I got that reminiscent feeling of the Kansas state game, because it did just feel like a really a defensive takeover and Houston electing to go first uh, in overtime. The players were kind of laughing. They're like, I can't believe it they're taking the ball first and you just felt the energy really sucked out of that side of the sideline and really go with Tulane. And I was really, I just elated to see that that actually ended up paying off in the end. Yeah. I think the, I think the kid's name was Trahan. That was, um, that was the captain. He actually said that again, they wanted the ball and he was choosing the side of the field that they were going on. So obviously he had no idea what, the, what he should have done. And I, 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 again, I kind of freaked on that as well. I'm like, wait a minute. What? They're not giving Tulane the ball here. But that defense was – it's legit. I've said it all season long. And they proved it well again against, against a quality opponent. Nick Anderson, AAC uh, Defensive Player of the Week. But it doesn't stop there. You go right down that roster. Those guys, they got some quality players on the defensive side of the ball. Just the turnaround from last season in the, the playmaking ability, the ability for them to disguise coverages, it, it's really just astonishing, honestly. 
you, you know, I saw them in a three three eight at some point during the game. They're just so adaptable. And, you know, Jaden Kennedy being able to go from nickel to playing cornerback now, Megan Clark, who was safety last year, excelling at nickel at this point to me. I kind of seems born for that kind of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, short area quickness, and his play where he threw a wide receiver into the running back and, and with the tackle for loss was honestly just epic. Right. But the linebackers are, I mean, just you can't say enough about Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson. And really their depth pieces in Jesus Machado and Corey Platt, they yeah. really hang tough when they need those guys to kind of help rush the edge. But every level of that defense, and like I said, the pass rush, really, and granted there were some injuries on their O-line, but they had big guys in that Houston line. And when mm-hmm. you have a quarterback that can throw and run, that's a tough day at the office. And when you're protecting, you know, knowing that you have your third-string quarterback in and you've gone a couple drives where you haven't been able to sustain any points, I believe Jaden Kennedy's uh, fumble return for touchdown was the longest one in 20 years for Tulane. And just, again, Nick Anderson making a difference both yes. on and off the field as always. And I do like, again, the, the tandem of Spears and Celestine in the backfield. It, it, again, they, they, it's a nice one-two punch. Celestine just gives you that physicality, and Spears is just, I mean, he's all world. I mean, he can, he can catch the ball. He can, obviously, he can run. He's got great speed. He's shifty. Uh, I mean, his balance is, is, is incredible. Uh, and I, I said all along, and I think you'll agree, he'll be playing on Sunday somewhere. Oh, 100%. Um, and just to kind of start out with, you know, my shout-out to Iverson Celestine, he's such a gut punch. And he's not that big of a guy, but he is pound for pound really, really tough. And to step in when Cam Carroll had to go, you know, went down with injury, he has really made a case, like you, exactly like you said, it's kind of like the Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram idea where he's very much the Mark Ingram type, but then you have all of the versatility that Tajay Spears offers. You know, he's not just, a power running back uh, to, to have that amazing catch. And it was, you know, the reason I hands were in the air was he has such steady hands that I knew the second that ball was caught, the two lane had won. He's not going to bobble it. And he really has been kind of the difference maker. I think, yes, they lost against Southern Miss, but it was a three point loss and he was leading rusher and receiver. And he did that a second week in a row and his ability to step up in both facets and, and add that wrinkle of game planning where he's continuing to add more, receiving yards and after the game winning touchdown you can't discount him as a you know a receiving H back anymore so that really helps especially when again you have a third string guy in there that you have such ability to have that kind of attack and a lot of wildcat at that yeah, no doubt about it. Maddie Hudak is with us. She's the Tulane uh, sideline reporter, also writes for Saints Wire. Uh, and uh, and she'll tell you she's also, again, involved in, in a scouting uh, 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 deal as well. She'll tell us about that when we, when we finish up our interview. Do you want to ask a couple questions? Tulane fans want to know, what's Michael Pratt's stat, is stat, what's his status? Also, Ibietta, what's his status? Uh, so I have, you know, I you have – limited ability to share information. I know that Justin Ivietta is still getting tests done, but things you could kind of see on Friday that it didn't look great. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Pratt has been throwing this week, so that that's good. Um, but, you know, just kind of trying to figure things out, make sure everyone's healthy, not wanting mm-hmm. to kind of rush someone back at this point. Because when you have someone like Kai Horton, that is kind of a comforting feeling that, you know, if it's a situation of is he able to play, is he not able to play, then you're not as worried just like you thought was the case with Ivietta last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was kind of awkward when people would ask me about it. And, you know, I'm, again, only able to say so much, but you still sure, felt confident with Justin Ibietta out there last week. 
Uh, but for him to go down and, and like you said before, to really feel like nothing changed with Kai Horton. Uh, so that's kind of my uh, lip service answer of it. But, um, you know, for Pratt, I think his trajectory is looking good and not like a long-term thing at this point. Let's talk about East Carolina. Uh, again, um, coming into Yeoman, uh, again, the, uh, you look at them, they're 3-2 and two right now. They're 1-1 one one in the American. Uh, how do you like this matchup? I remember them being an issue last year. Uh, granted, Tulane was pretty much fighting, you know, everything yep. uphill against a current, but they're they're really big on both sides of the trenches, and that that's going to make a difference. You know, scheme aside, just having that kind of outmatched size on both sides. So I think you know it's going to be a little bit of creativity, and that quarterback he really kind of diced them up last year, but. Is that same thing going to happen again? I'm not really sure, but I think it is a pretty even matchup. I just think that writing off of the momentum, so, you know, we have that conversation after the Kansas State loss of them not getting too, you know, emotional about the win. Uh, you could argue that played a factor in Southern Miss, but I could, you know, point to a lot of personnel that was out and just really bad stretches of game, and sometimes those kind of things just happen, but you don't really get an, a feeling like that's going to be the case again this week it was kind of you know in spite of everything they managed to pull that off and you kind of realize how hard it is to win a game in in sports and you certainly can't take that for granted so I think this is really when the season starts for them and I expect it to be a close one but I do think that Tulane just has the mental edge still well again I'm, I'm hoping that they we want they won't fall back in the trap they did after against against Oklahoma last year and of course against Southern Miss and again they, they understand again what it takes to win each and every week because this is a good football team and uh, a quality football team that that should be able to challenge for the AAC uh, championship this year which again we thought that might be a uh, maybe that might be next year uh, if they could stay on the on, on the same trajectory. I want to ask you about the Saints before we get out of here. One and three, uh, another, another another tough game this past weekend. What are your thoughts? I, I keep saying it was the best worst loss this season because it was the first game that actually felt like a, a winnable one. Had a couple things gone one way or the other, whereas it felt like it was kind of miracles had to take place or horrible things had to not happen in the other games, like five turnovers against Tampa Bay. The fumbling thing at this point, I don't really know what to say about it. It's almost to the point of, is this sudden, you know, is it becoming acceptable? Because yeah, it's hard not to think Sean Payton would bench someone at this point. Um, but it just feels like that cannot be something that can continue to happen in multitudes uh, moving forward. Every game keeps happening in critical moments, on critical downs. And then the penalties, yeah, a lot of those were ticky-tacky against the Vikings, but they're leading the league right now in the amount of third down uh, conversions that have been allowed by penalties. And they're second only to Denver in total penalties this season. And when you're really fighting that margin thin uh, margin for error, that's razor thin, those kind of things that are just sloppy really can't happen. But it's a little confusing at this point because the margin for error was very thin last year. And you could kind of point to why this year it's a little harder to diagnose, but I did think that there was a lot of promise in the team kind of bouncing back. Yes, Justin Jefferson had his moments, but never felt like the defense let it get out of control. And then the offense, quite honestly, you know, it looked kind of more like a well-oiled machine than we've seen these last few weeks. And I think if nothing else, it kind of highlighted for me just how much Jameis Winston has been playing hurt. Yeah, no doubt. 
Um, hopefully, again, they'll bounce back this week. Uh, they, their back is clearly against the wall. Uh, again, they're playing a Seattle team. They put 48 points on the board last week. So, again, they're at home. Uh, hopefully uh, better days are ahead for the Saints. For you, things keep getting better and better for you. Tell us a little bit about everything you're involved in. You've added one more piece to the puzzle here. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so um, the two-lane sideline reporting, obviously, and covering the Saints, but I might have mentioned on the program that you know I did the Scouting Academy course that teaches you really how to evaluate film and, and players at each position, and through that, uh, this kind of and it's not kind of, you know, the software's been in development for three years. They've been really just working on coding, but called Next Gen Prospect. They're partners with the Senior Bowl. I'm actually going to their headquarters tomorrow to kind of see that operation, so I'm excited about that. But it's kind of twofold where it's high school prospects. That's where we're actually doing the scouting and really meaningful mm-hmm. to me because you can make a difference in a kid's life, kind of like the SAT, where if you can't afford a tutor, then you're not going to do well in the SAT. But does that really say anything about your ability? you're a guy at a kind of lower school and don't have the money to go to a Nike camp or something, you know, uh, that's where I feel like the service really comes into play. But what they also offer in terms of roster management to college teams now, uh, they just partnered with PFF and, and just the amount of data, the ability to set, you know, depth charts on your opponents, read and, and see the transfer portal be updated. It's really, you know, if you're a software nerd, it's, it's kind of the cream of the crop in that aspect. So, it's been nice to kind of foray into the college world and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of actually apply uh, that scouting knowledge. How can, how can folks, how can the listeners uh, out there uh, find it? Uh, is I, it something I, that, they, that they can find that work? Or is it simply, again, you're, you're doing this for the colleges and the high schools? Yeah, it's, it's more so kind of the colleges that are clients. Uh, but got, got you. Understand. We're still Understood. in the stages of, of kind of trying to put that stuff out, but... We're hoping to have some presents again at the Senior Bowl next year and a couple other things mm-hmm. for at least informative purposes. But, Beautiful. yeah, that's a little more of my behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, uh, a lot of people are interested in that kind of stuff, myself included. I mean, I love that kind of yeah. stuff. So, again, <laughs> I'd be all over it, that's for sure. And, of course, writing for Saints Wire, which I think is one of the most underrated uh, uh, publications there when it comes to Saints between you, Ross, and John. Y'all do a great job. And, of course, fantastic job as the sideline reporter for the Tulane Green Wave. How can they catch you this weekend? Uh, yeah, and thank you for all those shout-outs. And also, I didn't Dylan Sanders. He's our final rider that kind of is rounded out. That's right. I agree, a really, really good team. Uh, so we're back on 104.1 The Spot. We were off that a couple weeks ago for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. But the Saturday, uh, the ECU game, I want to say it's at 2 o'clock, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I think it's 2.30, uh, but go ahead. Yeah, I always get the, the half-hour time wrong. Uh, we're mm-hmm. inducting the 2022 Hall of Fame class, so that'll be there, but you, I, that crowd really did make a difference. Shout out to the mm-hmm. student section against Southern Miss. They were loud till the end, so I hope to really see that again. And then I'm in the process of writing my kind of postmortem article on the Saints uh, that will hopefully be out on Saints Wire tomorrow. Beautiful. Uh, at Maddie Hudak, is it underscore 84? At Maddie Hudak underscore 94, yeah. 94. There you go. Thanks again. Appreciate your time. Look forward to having back on the show very, very soon. Great. Thanks. There you go. Matty Hudak, again, does a great job. All right. You listen to Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back. 
Hi, Eric Ash with Celebrity Chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Looking for more customers? Running Boards Marketing is the leader in effective and affordable advertising on digital mobile billboard trucks. Just like this radio ad, digital mobile billboards will enhance your existing advertising efforts, making any marketing campaign more efficient and effective. Your brand message will be hard to ignore and highly impactful, with rates starting as low as $2.97 per month. Learn more by visiting runningboardsmarketing.com today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com and allow us to drive your message to where the people are. Toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune. If you or someone you know were stationed at or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you were diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Steve DeBosier, New Orleans. Alley 2213849. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 
All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You come home tonight and your AC is not working, don't even get excited about it. Just remember, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Burkhardt will be out there quickly, get you up and running. And, of course, again, the rest is history. Only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company can trust. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. Hey, want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us. Mike Scarborough is up next. My name is Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie.
hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NASHFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. But, again, you can check us out uh, on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And, of course, our social media platforms, if you'd like to join the conversation, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us on the program in, the first, um, in our second segment. Um, you were just a few minutes away from Mike Scarborough of com, And then I'll uh, steer the ship in the last half hour of the show. A few things I want to talk about before we get out of here this afternoon. Uh, Jude Young is, uh, is going to be following me all access this evening uh, right here on 106.1 FM. Jude, one of the best we have, an encyclopedia of sports knowledge. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM as soon as this show concludes. And, of course, uh, don't forget also uh, the Pels open up their uh, preseason tonight against the Bulls. It's an 8.30 tip. It's on TNT. Um, and uh, you will not see – uh, C.J. McCollum nor Brandon Ingram. Both guys are going to be held out. Um, and, uh, of course, I failed to mention this the other day, actually yesterday with um, all the football news, but some really good news on, on the Pels front because they locked up another player, which I told you guys when, they, when, when, when he came over in the trade, he was going to be one of the sleepers in that trade. And Larry Nance has been everything I, that, again, I advertised. Um, he signs a two-year, $21.6 million extension with the Pels over the weekend. That, along with, again, C.J. McCollum's extension, uh, first of all, solidifies that trade. That's not going to be one of these deals where, again, it's one year and it's done, right? Okay? You get one year out of them and then they're, they're off somewhere else. Or a couple of years and they're gone. Uh, they're going to be part of this nucleus going forward uh, to try to win a championship. And uh, I'll be interested to see, again, how the Pels perform tonight. Um, first preseason game, first chance to see uh, Zion. Uh, it's going to be a little different without having C.J. and B.I. out on the floor with him. Uh, because, again, you have, there's some continuity there. Those guys have to mesh. That's something I'm sure that is, is something that's progressing as they go through training camp. Uh, but uh, remember, NBA training camps are not like NFL training camps. It's a very short period of time. You have just a few preseason games, and then, it's, again, it's, it's the regular season. I mean, again, um, uh, what is it, uh, October 19th. So, I mean, today's the 4th. Uh, they open up against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. So, um Looking forward to seeing these guys on the floor for the first time uh, since last year. And, uh, and make, again, on paper, I'm expecting them to be able to be one of the top teams in the West. Uh, could they be a top-four team? Possibly. Um, could, could they win the division? I think they have a shot. But the West is tough. Look, the NBA's tough now. I mean, you look at it across the board. You know, again, look, we, we talked about it in this program. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Seattle and Las Vegas are going to get a team, okay? Uh, that means, again, that Memphis and New Orleans will move to the East. You know, a few years ago, you said, man, well, let's go to the East, okay? But now the East is much better than it ever was. Uh, you know, I don't say ever was, but, again, much better than it's been in, 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 in modern times, okay? Um, I mean, you look at the 80s and 90s, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, uh, Philadelphia, the Celtics, I can go right down the line um, of great teams from the East. But um, it's, it's become a much more balanced league now uh, with, the, uh, with the West and the East. And uh, But, again, I still believe the Pelicans should, should be in the East simply because of travel time. Again, just going by, you know, the West Coast swings, constantly doing that, coming from New Orleans. You know, I know it's the middle of the country, but, um, you know, it just it takes its toll on a team. 
uh, having more team, more games on the on the eastern in the eastern time zone, uh, will I think would be better for this team down the line in the future. But this year, uh, they got a team that can contend, and I'm looking forward to being able to see these guys uh, um, out on the court tonight. Again, that's 8:30 tip TNT. Uh, Pels at the Bulls preseason opener, um, and of course, uh, we'll talk more about that uh, at about 5:35. We'll also talk some Saints, and also talk a little bit about. Uh, it seems the mayor uh, got the message. She's going to be paying back the city for her uh, upgrade and accommodations uh, for her travel. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Mike Dettelier joins me on the show. Uh, always good to have Mike back on the program. Uh, he's one of the uh, one of our guests that our um, our viewers continue to ask for. Uh, and uh, that is Thursday at 1 p.m. with our live broadcast on WLA-TV. Also live streaming on the, on the WLA-TV uh, YouTube page. So if you're at lunch... Uh, maybe you're in the truck, maybe you're in the car, maybe, again, you're you know, uh, at a spot where you can pull it up on, on YouTube. You can watch us live on, on, at 1 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, 6 p.m. on LAE is our first rebroadcast on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms uh, at Eric underscore Asher, Eric Asher on Facebook, and also inside uh, New Orleans show on Instagram and always on the WLATV YouTube page as well as ericasher.com. So look forward to uh, having Mike back on the program uh, on Thursday. Coming up is Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. A lot to talk to him about um, with the Tigers taking on the eighth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers um, in, L- uh, uh, in Tiger Stadium at LSU. Uh, that is a 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday morning. And the weather's supposed to be beautiful. I know we talk, Mike and I talked about it last week. Uh, this is be a cool, crisp day in Baton Rouge. Uh, of course, there's going to be a lot of guys and a lot of gals getting out there early, doing a little tailgating. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I thought Kelly said it best yesterday. You know, they 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 got a lot of grit, they got a lot of heart, but it's going to take more than that to be able to beat the teams that are on the schedule coming up. Uh, this is going to be a great litmus test for where this team is. And uh, joining us on the program now, for the he has the most comprehensive site when it comes to LSU athletics. I don't care what sport it is, he's all over it. Nobody puts more film again on, on on the World Wide Web when it comes to high school athletics here in New Orleans, here in Louisiana and New Orleans. He's almost at every game. He's got cameras at all games all across the board, uh, doing scouting for his um, website. And of course, uh, when it comes to now his uh, program on YouTube, but can I say blowing up? <laughs> I mean, on fire. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com joins us on the program as he does each and every week. Mike, how are you, bud? Glad to be, uh, be with you again, as always, Eric, and uh, thanks for the kind words on the site. And um, Yeah, I, I, I'm, we, we go out uh, every Thursday and Friday night, and um, but I'm looking at Friday night, and I'm like, okay, uh, what's local that I can get to and get home uh, and get to bed? Because uh, with 11 a.m. kickoff, I, I'm going to need to wake up early Saturday morning. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I did want to ask you about first coming out the box. I've already gotten a – People that knew you were coming on already emailing me, texting me, Jaden Daniels. People want to know what what his what uh, what what he's looking like. Will he be able to play on, on Saturday? What do you think is going to happen there? Um, based on what Brian Kelly said in the post game Saturday, what he said yesterday, um, that uh, he he's he'll be a hundred percent. It was a knee on knee deal, and um, I'm sure they did everything: cold baths, infrared. Uh, everything that uh, their medical team has access to, to any bruising, uh, anybody who's ever had uh, knee to, uh, uh, you know, 
a hard surface or knee to knee or whatever it is, knee to helmet, uh, they, that, 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 that can hurt for days. So, um, but they said they did an MRI on it and, and, and it, for precaution and, and everything checks out and that he expects them to be 100% for Saturday. Let me ask you how you thought Nussmeyer performed. Um, I thought he did okay. Uh, I will say on Saturday that I thought that's the first time this season uh, that I, it, it was crossing my mind, okay, it's time to get Daniels out. Or if there's one more series as bad as this one, it's time to bring in Nussmeyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Daniels was so ineffective. Yeah, but I don't know. Passing, you can't win like yeah, that. Yeah, no, you can't. And so, um, man, man, I mean, when you when you look at this Tennessee Vol team and mm-hmm. uh, Hendon Hooker is a beast, and you, you cannot afford to start off slow against them. So, uh, I, I, I'm. I'm I'm questioning the decision each and every week if you win the toss to opt to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, do you necessarily do that this week if you know you're a slow starting team, um, or do you come out guns ablaze and, and go in as high tempo as you can? I don't know that that's what you want to do. I don't think you want to get into a scoring uh, tit for tat with Tennessee in that offense. Um, to me, you'd want to go on defense first uh, and have the ball to start the second half because I think you want to slow Tennessee down as much as you can uh, because you you don't want to get into a deal where you're trading scores with them, um, and you certainly don't want to get in, in a scenario where you're you're not uh, uh, able to trade scores and you're down two or two or three uh, touchdowns or, or uh, to this team because. I don't think this is the kind of team that you can come back from these deficits that LSU's come back from against uh, other opponents so far. Yeah, this is a different animal here <laughs> this weekend. There's no doubt about that. Um, I like Daniels. I mean, again, again, he gives you another uh, another um, uh, uh, weapon as far as his ability to run. Uh, he's not as accurate, again, uh, throwing the football, but, again, he, he seems to be going through his progression at times. I thought he took maybe a little step back last week uh, against Auburn. Uh, but again, hopefully he's healthy, and uh, he will be able to deliver the ball, deliver the ball to the receivers. Because, look, I think they have a nice receiving core. I, I know Keishon Booty has not been the guy they thought he was going to be this year so far, but I think you look at Neighbors, you look at some of the other, you know, Jenkins, look at some of the other other players. I think that again, when the ball has come their way, they've caught the football. Well, look, Boutte, and rightfully so, I think after the first game, okay. But believe me, Kayshawn just wears it on his face that he's aggravating. He can't help it. But I assure you, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that all the other receivers are just as aggravated as him. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 he just wears it on his sleeve, and you right. can read it on his face. Sure. Uh, you don't think Jare Jenkins and Brian Thomas and and, and neighbors and Bess and, and mm-hmm. uh, Chris Hilton. And then they see that the freshman tied in getting the majority of, of the, uh, uh, you know, yeah. targets. Mason Taylor. Yeah. So, um, but he's got to let go of the ball quicker. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I know it, it's, it's got to be where between Joe Sloan and Dembrock and, and Coach Hankton, the receivers coach, uh, 
Um, you know, how much of that is the fact that these guys have not been together long, very long, mm-hmm. and he's not confident enough to throw to a spot where a receiver's supposed to be coming out of a break, throwing it before the guy hits the break, um, just because maybe he's fearful of a turnover. Yeah. Um, something he had a problem with at Arizona State, and he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. So he's overcorrected to the point where it's made him ineffective in the passing game. Uh, uh, so, uh, and then if you say, okay, well, then the solution is Nussmeyer. Well, Nussmeyer is, is like John Emery in my mind. Uh, there's some reward there, but there's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. And the risk can cost you some football games. Yeah, sure, especially going up against a team like, like Tennessee. Uh, I'm with you. Daniels reminds me a lot of Jameis Winston. Uh, again, his inability to throw guys open. He waits and, and, again, hopes that his arm can get it there. And, of course, he doesn't have the arm that Jameis Winston has. His biggest attribute is his ability to be able to move and make, make plays with his feet. Uh, but, I mean, hopefully, again, he will start to trust his receivers more and get that ball out a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah, it, it's um... – I, I don't know if if maybe they can say, look, man, uh, we know what you're trying to do. We get it. We, we we don't want turnovers either. But when we're past midfield, we want you to start letting go of the ball sooner. You know? Like to me, you're not beating Tennessee unless you can throw the football. Okay? No, you're that not. to me is the weak link of, of, of the volunteers. They gave up, gave up almost 1,300 yards uh, again in passing so far. I think that they're ranked almost a hundredth in the country in in, ter- in terms of pass defense. So I if you're going to beat this. them, you got to throw the football. I will say this: that we've seen it time and time again in LSU history, where a unit on a team has a performance like the offense did at Auburn, and you've got an opponent like Tennessee coming in here. We've seen high-ranked Florida teams coming here, mm-hmm. uh, Georgia in 2018. Um, we, we've seen it repeatedly. And I just got a feeling that Daniels is going to be a lot more effective in the passing game on Saturday. I, I just hope so. It's, 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 a, it's a gut feeling that I have. And Well, and, and again, it, it plays right into what, they, what they're not very good at. What let me take that back. What they're not the best at. Now, look, they right. can put some they, – they, they can put – you're going to have to try to keep pace with that offense, right? I mean, they got 11 touchdowns via pass, 15 touchdowns on the, on the ground. They put points on the board. Yeah, and when you've got neighbors – and Boutte and Chris Hilton and even Brian Thomas who can stretch the field and, and, and you need to throw deep to keep them honest. Uh, they, they need more attempts there. And um, I think the last thing I want to see on Saturday is Denbrock come out and have a bunch of first down runs. Um, and certainly you, you really can't afford uh, uh, 10 penalties like you did had against Auburn. The penalties are killing the offense. Yep. They are. No, they are. And, again, that's just – that's not – that is not Brian Kelly football. The, the, his teams don't beat themselves. No, and look, we, we used to see some teams at LSU under Nick Saban mm-hmm. that were highly penalized teams. Sometimes you have teams like that. Um, but this team can't get away with that, not, not with the, the schedule that is coming uh, down the pike. Good to see John Emery kind of come into his own this past weekend. Hopefully that's something that's a precursor to what we'll see the rest of the season. Right, but then he puts the ball on the ground. You know, that, that, that's, that's, that's an ongoing problem. And, and, mm-hmm. and so if I'm Frank Wilson, 
again, it's like Nussmeyer, the reward risk factor. You know, you want that dynamic thing that he can do. He has a great touchdown run, and when he gets uncorked, uh, it gets you excited. But then two series later, he's going to put the ball on the ground. Um, and that's something he's had his whole t- entire career. The first time I ever filmed John, Emery, filmed John Emery was against John Everett, and he put the ball on the ground four times in that game. Mm-hmm. It's an issue, no doubt about it. I will mm-hmm. say this. Give a lot of credit to this defense. <laughs> I mean, all three levels are playing. Are playing well, first, first and second levels are playing lights out. Uh, all three levels playing well. I mean, again, Jay Ward, uh, what, what, what can you say uh, about, uh, about, about his play uh, since, moving, since moving to the nickel position? Uh, Greg Brooks the third uh, this past week, ripping the ball from Coy Moore uh, on that interception. I mean, they, they've been playing lights out. Yeah, and, and, then, and, and, and what else is superb about what they're doing is the ability to make changes on the fly and not wait till halftime. The ability to see Sage Ryan struggle out there and, and give up big plays and have busted coverages, and by the second half, it's already fixed. And so, great, great point. Um, great point. So, yeah, I, I and I and I like what Jamar Kane's doing with that defensive front without Mason mm-hmm. Smith there. Um, yep. Brian Kelly really singled out Jaquel and Roy yesterday. Um, I, I like what you know Ojalari again as defensive uh, uh, lineman of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Wingo's played well. Penn. Um, there's a, 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 of course, what more can you say about Harold Perkins? I, oh, we all knew what, how fantastic he was going to be, and you and I talk right. about him, seems like, every week. He's just getting yep. better and better and better. I mean, what's, gonna be, what's he going to be playing like in November? Oh, come on. I'm going to tell you, he, uh, he reminds me of another guy who used to wear that number, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> playing in Tampa right now. I mean, he really exactly. does. You and, know? Both I mean, were, and, both, and both of them were running backs as well in, in high school. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he's what, got Devin. What, he look, got Devin White written all over him. He really does. Yeah, he um, really does. And and again, that's now they're stepping up in class this week. This is this is going to be a much tougher game. Uh, but um, you know, it'd be interesting to see again how, again how they play against this high power Tennessee offense. No doubt about it. Well, yeah. I mean, you look the rest of the way. You have to say that going forward, taking away the non conference game. The weakest opponent left on LSU's schedule might be Texas A&M. Right. Yeah, could be. No, when you look at it now, I agree with you. It could be, based on what we've seen so far. But that was a big win against Auburn on the Plains. They're going to go down 17 nothing. They have the perseverance to be able to come back like they did. Uh, I do agree with Kelly again. From this point forward, they're going to have to be better because they got better competition. But, again, you like the resiliency of this team. Absolutely, and, and, and by the way, it, it, it's—I it, I sound like a broken record on your show. I know it, but it, it's the parallels are there. You—you—you you, you, you have five yards passing in the second half at Auburn, but you're able to get a win when you inherited what you did, the mess that you inherited in Brian Kelly and yep. the insane number of transfers and piecing together a, a team with paper clips and and duct tape. Yep, and if somehow you can get to seven, eight wins in year one, huh. with with what he's working with, uh, multiple walk-ons out there, um, start of the season with a walk-on punt returner uh, after uh, neighbors uh, had his issues, uh, a, a starting corner 
a walk-on, um, two freshman tackles, a freshman tight end, a freshman linebacker, um, new faces, guys not getting eligible to multiple games in the season. Uh, you, you know, everything that's having to be juggled to make it go. And so at the end of the year, if they can get to eight and four, and by the way, if you beat Tennessee, I think they're a lock for eight and four. Because mm-hmm. it, I, you know, I think LSU's ahead of schedule right now where, they, where you probably think they should be. I, I know there's a lot of people think, well, you know, there's a chance they could be undefeated by the time they play Tennessee. You know, I guess it could have happened. Maybe if you played Southern first. But in reality, right. somewhere along the line with what we're all describing here, they were going to drop one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just football. But um, it's just like Jay Johnson's baseball team. Mm-hmm. Get the most out of them. Have a top recruiting class. And I think most LSU fans know with what, how he's having to make a go of it. And get, find your enjoyment. Yeah, there's some, look, that Auburn win, was it, was it was great to have a W, but, boy, that was aggravating to watch. Well, there's going to be a lot more aggravating football uh, coming your way. And maybe a few of them are some wins. Um, but but I, I don't think there's going to be any uh, long stretches of football games the rest of the way where you're not going to be aggravated. Yeah. I did want to ask you, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to come back to it. I wanted to ask you last week, and I didn't get a chance to. You said you went out and saw Harlem Berry over at St. Martin's. Um, yeah. Talk about it. Because, again, look, you know, I think you think Country Day, you think St. Martin's, you think about, again, the, um, you know, just the level of competition. But everything I've been hearing about this kid is he's the real deal. He's the real deal, and he's a great, great kid. Uh I didn't get a chance to meet his parents. I waved to him up in the stands. But uh, talking to, to sources about uh, where he comes from, and I watched him walk across the field and shake every coach's hand on Riverdale's staff while all his teammates were on the other side of the field. Uh, and my own dealings with him, just a super kid. And everybody in the country wants him. Uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Ohio State. Of course, LSU's offered. And um, – mm-hmm. He's got a lot of uh, – he reminds me a lot in certain ways of Joe McKnight. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I love – been doing this for 26 years. I love being right. able to film a kid in a school I've never filmed before. I've never yeah. filmed St. Martin's Episcopal. Did you even know where St. Martin's was? No. I mean, it's, it's tucked away a little bit, right? <laughs> no, the, truth of, the truth of the matter is I didn't know anything about Riverdale either. Right. So um, – but I enjoyed that. It was a great night on a Thursday night to go film him. But he had five touchdowns. He's a, he's a, true, he's a sophomore. Right. And they scored 35 points. And all 35 of their points is because of him. Well, you mentioned a few weeks ago, and there's been a buzz about him in New Orleans ever since. I mean, again, I mean, obviously you were on him, you were on him pretty quickly. And, uh, I mean, again, I mean, all the high school shows that are, that are, that are uh, on right now, they've been talking about, obviously, again, Ken Trahan knows a lot about him, he, again, doing what he does with his high school well, show and, here. And the, and the thing about him is, is I, 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 you have to go look at the schedule, but I think St. Martin Episcopal still plays multiple Thursday night games. And so um, they're easy to go see. Beautiful weather. Go out and see him play. I mean, he, he's, uh, he, he's fun to watch. Um, and he makes it look easy. Mike, what's your prediction this weekend for the Tigers? Uh, man, I, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I, I've been kind of leaning towards LSU in an upset. But 
Um, I, I, I keep feeling it, but I keep saying that's the homer in me, okay? But after I, what I saw last week, and, and, and look, I know that I, look, LSU's why, defense I, is, is legit, okay? But I do, and that's I do the think thing. there's a re- I've seen over and over again where there's always a rebound effect with LSU teams under mm-hmm. multiple different coaches, where they have a performance as awful as that, and they come back the next week, and it's night and day. I just that's part of my calculation. I'm I'm not saying I'm picking LSU yet, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. Maybe Tennessee comes in here and, and and takes care of business and beats LSU by 17 or more. I, I don't know, but yep. Um, we'll see. Uh, it, yep. It's I think LSU is going to be as high as a kite. I think they're going to they're loving. I don't expect very many media people to to pick LSU over Tennessee. No, so all, all that stuff works in their favor. Well, and you mentioned like last this, week. What's that? I said you mentioned yeah. it last week. It's going to be a beautiful day in Tiger Stadium. The weather's going to be perfect. Yeah, you sit on the east side, bring your sunscreen. Yep. So, I mean, it's going to be a beautiful day. Mike, tell us about, the, the, the again, one of the, the most comprehensive site out there when it comes to LSU uh, athletics. Yeah, check us out at, check us out at tigerbait.com. Uh, in fact, I'm about to load some. Uh, footage up, uh, we filmed uh, De La Salle at East Ascension and uh, really like the offensive lineman, Caden Jones. He's He's gotten a lot uh, bigger and stronger since when I saw him last year. And he's, um, he's the big lineman, right? He's the big cat that's on, the, on De La Salle's line, right? offensive tackle. I, I, I think he's probably leaning to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that LSU is much of a factor with him, but uh, I, I, we still went and filmed him and, and – uh, he, he, I think he's going to have more options uh, as uh, everybody's looking for offensive tackles. You know, in a year, in a year where in a year where you you're not locked in at 25, and maybe a lineman like him that maybe you think needs a couple of years to develop, uh, I'm all for taking guys like that, especially now where you're, you're only you're only bound by reaching the 85. Yeah, um, well, I'm all for it, you know, being, being a, a, a former Cavalier. So I'm all for that, for sure, no doubt. Mike, tell us about your YouTube uh, show, which is blowing up, and how folks can follow you on social media, and, of course, how they can subscribe to the site. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. You can try us out for $1. Choose the annual package. Don't do the monthly. You get three months free, essentially, when you go uh, annual. Our YouTube channel is absolutely exploding. We're heading towards 15,000 subscribers. Free content uploaded there every day. Preston Guy, my cohort, has got a, uh, a show tonight with Jeremy Hill. Buddy Sanji and I tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Player interviews will be uploaded uh, somewhere around 7 o'clock or so tonight. Uh, you've got, uh, we've got Heifel and, and, and uh, Brian Kelly's videos already up. Uh, so you go to LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell, and you can follow me on Twitter at Scarborough Mike. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time each and every week, my friend. You got it. Sounds good. There he goes. Mike Scarborough. Uh, Every week here on the program. Love having him on the the show. Uh, Been doing it for a long time. Hey, don't don't forget, if you're uh, looking for a generator for your home or your business, uh, Burkhardt has you covered. First of all, when the supply chain kind of, uh, you know, kind of clogged, right, um, and and Burkhart continued to be able to go out and 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 you know at least take orders for for generators. Uh, they made an executive decision that once the the chain opened up, they were going to invest in generators. They were going to buy a, a bunch. I mean, a bunch of generators, and just store them in their warehouse. 
because, again, they didn't want to be in a situation where they had to continue to promise, and, of course, people were waiting. You know, again, it just, it just it is what it is, right, in today's world. I mean, you know, uh, I had a, a, my shutters, and, you know, I had to wait a few months for them to come in. And, and it's, it's kind of like that with generators. So Burkhardt made an, uh, an executive decision to say, look, when the generators are available, we're going to buy a bunch. And we're just going to store them because we know we can get rid of them. And they're there now waiting on you. They got, their, they got your name on it right now, whether it's your business or your home. Uh, you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, on a beautiful day like this, the power goes out. And, of course, you know, you're losing money at your business because, again, the power's out. Or, again, you come home and you're in a situation where, you know, again, you, you, you don't have any power at your house. And it can happen at any time now. I mean, again, the grid is compromised here in South Louisiana. We know this. Again, if you're paying attention. So, again, as a homeowner, it's almost a prerequisite that you have to have a generator. Uh, as a business owner, again, you're not, you know, look, unless you got great business interruption insurance like my friend Scott Craig has, man, you're, you're losing money, man. You need a generator backup to keep your business running. Burkhardt has you covered. Uh, Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator. Uh, and then, of course, after that, you guys come to an agreement. You figure out whether you want to finance it over time with low monthly notes. You want to pay it all up front. They'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. And that means single-day install. Their, their group that, that handles their generators, that, that crew, handles it all for you. Planning, permits, inspections. And there are multiple inspections for the generator. Look, I don't know about you, but I'm a busy man, okay? I don't have time in my busy day to be able to, uh, to go meet an inspector one, two, three times on a generator. Burkhart does that for you. Also, again, they know where to place that generator so it can be safely utilized. You know, there were so many companies that were involved in putting generators up in the past that there's now a law, again, where you have to put the generators. Again, they're now, again, these inspections are because of that. Burkhardt's done it all along. They followed, again, the, the, the manufacturer's advice from day one. And then, of course, 24-7, 365 emergency service, all the, spot, all the parts you need for your generator at their um, compound in, in Mandeville. It's pretty easy. Generator sales and service, that's Burkhardt's business. You're looking for a generator for your home or business? Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Derek Asher. We'll be right back. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. At Lowe's, every pro is an MVP to us. MVP's Pro Rewards members visit Lowe's now and earn bonus points on products and brands like DeWalt. Then redeem for Lowe's e-gift cards and more. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees. After applicable discounts, if any, subject to program terms. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP bonus points for details. Now through 1028. Delays are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Also look out for delays on 10 westbound from Clearview to Veterans. Also look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City Connection with delays steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. 
Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Using innovative technology and the real words of the people who were there, Expressions of America is an immersive sound and light show that brings history to life like never before, coming only to the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. When nights are cold and lonely, stand by your man. Queen of country music, Loretta Lynn, dies today at 90. Pay a little tribute to her today, musical tribute. Got a chance to see a lot about her. When um, we visited my daughter in, um, in Nashville over Christmas, we went to, um, obviously we went to the Smoky Mountains and, um, uh, we got a chance to go to Dollywood, you know, like a lot of tourists do. Went to the museum, and a whole section of the museum has uh, of Dollywood is just is Dolly with Loretta Lynn, and of course how she helped uh, Dolly get into the business, and um, of course uh, again uh, just a, a great career, um, uh, Loretta Lynn. Uh, one, again, considered one one of the one of the greats in country music, and some consider her the queen of country music. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. If your vehicle is in need of tires, uh, first of all, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, I've got wheels and tires of the 30 inches and financing is available. You go to southerntire.com, choose your tires there, uh, you know, and order them and uh, bring, them, bring your car over to Southern Tire. They'll mount them right there for you. Uh, also, again, ASE certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And I've said it before, Tony Piazza, Tony Jr., his son, his wife, uh, uh, Susie, the da- his daughter, it's a family-owned and operated business. They're there every single day at Southern Tire. So you're going to be dealing with a Piazza, a member of the Piazza family. 
they made the uh, the, the effort and and, and uh, again to go out and not just have again the best mechanics they have in terms of ASC certified. Some of those guys have been with with um, Southern Tire for, for for you know decades, but also diagnostic equipment. Seeing again the where it was going, where again we were going with um, uh, technology in terms of our vehicles. Uh, Tony put in a lot of money invested in, in diagnostic equipment. So, again, you're getting the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And I've said it before, even more. The balancing uh, uh, stuff that they have there, the leveling kits, you're not going to find that anywhere else in New Orleans. Uh, they've been around since 1972. You cannot hang around this city that long with a business that, again, that deals with automotive uh, if you're not taking care of your customers. And, of course, Southern Tire will do that for you. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-158 or go to southerntire.com. Check out all the services they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Um, yeah, we were talking about Tulane, talking about LSU. I'll tell you right now, um, you look at, at Tennessee right now, and I mentioned it with Mike, it's going to be a tough task. Um, they got uh, uh, my scouting reports I was looking at last night, getting ready for the, for the show. Um, 22, uh, 2,237 yards, total total yards this season. Uh, they've only turned the ball over five times, so they don't turn the football over. they got 11 touchdowns via pass, 15 touchdowns via run. Uh, also, again, um, uh, they average about 193 uh, on the ground, uh, and uh, they're scoring at, at, at a 48.5% clip. So they're averaging about 48.5 per game. That's, put, that's, putting, that's putting up some points. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're one of the best teams in the country. That's the reason why they're, they're ranked eighth. Uh, it's going to be a tough task for LSU. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Um, but again, uh, this, this team has risen to the occasion, uh, every single game, even the Florida state game, it took them a while, but toward again, even, even that, now this is a much tougher task. This is probably, this is the, again, the toughest team they'll play thus far this season. Uh, and I agree with Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, grit and heart's not going to get it done. You're going to have to go out there and perform. They can't have 85 yards passing and be able to beat Tennessee. So, I mean, Jaden Daniels is going to have to start throwing the ball more effectively. Uh, but he is a weapon. There's no doubt about it. Okay, he is a weapon. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. But, um, man, my, my heart tells me this team's going to go in there and play well. And But, again, it's just you look at Tennessee, you look at it, you, you break down their roster, uh, you look at what they've done so far, and uh, – you know, I think they're a two and a half point favorite right now going in. Uh, they are, they're, 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 they're a damn good football team. They, they just are. And this would be a big feather in the cap of Brian Kelly and LSU if they could beat that team uh, on, on, um, on, uh, on Saturday. As far as East Carolina and Tulane, I mentioned it before. Uh, Allers is the, is the, is the quarterback for, um, uh, for East Carolina. He's not a bad player, okay? Um, he's got two pretty good receivers in, in, uh, in Winstead and, and, and Johnson. Uh, again, they're, uh, they're, they're both speedsters. They both can get, get down the field. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, again, how, um, how Tulane plays them uh, defensively on, on Saturday. Uh, but uh, they're 3-2 and two this year, and I think Tulane's the better team. I think Tulane, Tulane remember going into last year's game. It was, I, I'm trying to think. What it, uh, let me, I think I have it pulled up on, on my screen here. 52-29. Uh, to 29. And I remember watching that game, thinking Tulane's going into that game they were going to beat ECU, turn everything around, and, of course, they got skunked. I mean, they, they literally got – I mean, they couldn't tackle. Uh, they were long runs. It was just it – was, it was an embarrassment, okay? Uh, so, Tulane has something to play for if they watch last year's film. So, I think they're the better team this year. Uh, Tulane's 4-1, 1-0 in the American. 
East Carolina's three and two, one and one in the American. But uh, again, to me, I think it's it's a, it's a no-brainer. If Tulane comes to play, and they don't get the big head like they got against Oklahoma, losing against Oklahoma last year, uh, the situation we're going into South, with Southern Myth this year, okay, and this has been a, this has been a, again a, a a trend for this team. If they can keep stay grounded and play football, they should beat East Carolina and go to five and one. And uh, of course, LSU just made it in the top twenty-five. Uh, with their win last week over Auburn, uh, this is a tough stretch for LSU when you start talking about the um, uh, the, the schedule. It really is. Uh, the Pels tonight, excited, man. 8.30 tip-off, TNT, taking on, on on the Chicago Bulls. You will not see uh, uh, C.J. McCollum. You will not see Brandon Ingram. But you will see, again, a slim-down Zion Williamson. Uh, I'm interested to see, again, how, again, this team is going to play, uh, how they're going to utilize Zion. Um, of course, I mentioned Larry Nance and C.J. McCullum both signing extensions. They're going to be here now uh, for the foreseeable future, at least for the next four years, right? I mean, uh, uh, McCullum's got a four-year deal, and now so uh, Nance's got a three-year deal. Uh, so, again, that's that's good news. Uh, they are – I'm interested to see what's going to happen at the bottom of the roster uh, with, again, Kyra Lewis. Can he come back from his injury? You know, I mean, how much are we going to see a guy like Najee Marshall now? Uh, Dyson Daniels, the, the again, the first-round pick. Because they're pretty stacked. I mean, again, how are you going to go one to ten? Or are you going to go one through eight? Uh, because he's not going to go one through twelve or one through fifteen. That's where guys are going to be sitting. Is he? Is is Green going to be able to look at matchups on how he brings guys up? Uh, you know, Willie Hernan Gomez had an incredible uh, uh, off season in in the, in the Euro leagues in the Euro tournament. I think he was the MVP. Uh, Valentunas dominated in Europe uh, over the summer. Uh, you know, I mean, how do you keep how do you keep Hernan Gomez off the court? Uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting year for Jackson Hayes. You know, can, can he emerge here uh, uh, this year? Because I think he's got the talent. He's just got to figure out, again, what he does well. Uh, and, of course, Herb Jones, what he brought to this team is contagious, and that is defense. And, and that, that brings me back to Zion. Uh, what has Zion done to improve his game? Does he have the mid-range game? Uh, is he a guy now that is going to be uh, a, a player that uh, – and I don't – you know, man, when you go man-to-man defense, one-on-one, I, I, that may not be his forte. But I tell you what, off the ball, huh, he could be an incredible defender. Coming off the ball, blocking shots, helping out uh, on defense, that may be his forte. But, again, Herb Jones set the standard for this team last year along with Jose Alvarado, uh, guys that, again, uh, really play good defense. I'm hoping to see now Trey Murphy be much more comfortable in terms of, uh, again, uh, his ability to shoot. And we're hearing, again, his range is even further out. And look, the Pels made a concerted effort, a concerted um, um, uh, deal to be able to um, to sign John Butler. Uh, the, the Butler's been, from what I understand, has been knocking it down in practice. Uh, they didn't want to expose him to the rest of the league, so they've signed him now uh, as, as, again, part of this team. So this is a very, very deep team. And uh, it's about chemistry and putting it together. And tonight's the first night for them. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Suburban Roofing and Siding. Uh, my good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable. He's been re-roofing South Louisiana for the past two decades. The phone number, 504-861-ROOF. They're fully licensed, insured, member of the BBB. They're one of 6% of roofing contractors nationwide certified by shingle manufacturers, which allows them to, uh, their customers to qualify for the Manufacturing Extended Warranty Program. Look, they, the shingle they put on my home is going to reduce my insurance rates because it's, it's the more modern, thick shingle. Uh, they offer that to you as well. Um, Suburban Roofing's crews are skilled in all roofs. I don't care what kind of roof you have at your home or your business. They can handle it for you. And, again, they'll even hand-nail your roof, which is a lost art in roofing today. You want a company you can trust when it comes to roofing? 
You want a company that's going to be here, again, before and after the sale, a guy that will help you work with your insurance company, you found him at Suburban Roofing. 504-861-ROOF. That's 504-861-ROOF. And finally, before we get out of here today, uh, the mayor announced today at a press conference that she is repaying the city back uh, for her up, uh, upgrade and accommodations and travel uh, for uh, uh, for uh, first-class airfare and, of course, hotel accommodations as per the charter. Uh, again, I'm, uh, my question is now, what about the Bontawa building staying there rent-free and, the, and the almost $3,000 a month that that entails? She needs to repay that as well, and she needs to move out. That's not her, that's not her apartment. That belongs to the citizens of the city of New Orleans and uh, has never been used for that. Uh, there was a study recently that talked about other mayors, if they've upgraded their, their, their air travel or used the, the uh, Pantawa building as a, as a domicile, and no other mayor has done that. So, again, she needs to follow the rules and regulations and the laws and, and the policies of the city of New Orleans. As I, as I mentioned, she may think she was, adorned, uh, was ordained queen, uh, but she's not. She was elected mayor. And that is hanging in the balance right now with about 20% of the signatures needed to be able to oust her uh, that, that, have, uh, that, that have been collected. And from what I'm hearing now, something I didn't hear before was that, um, uh, that the black community starting to come out and starting to sign this petition. That's the key. Black community comes out and signs a petition, then we'll see again how um, we'll see if this, this can get done. Because, again, for the future of New Orleans, I think it's necessary and needed. All right, don't forget about our friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Come on tonight, AC's not working. Maybe, again, you're looking to get that heater clean for the, for the, cooler, uh, for the cooler temperatures that are coming, especially on the North Shore. Uh, call my friends at Burkhardt. They'll be out there quick to take care of you, get you up and running. And, of course, uh, when it comes to making sure that your equipment is, is, is top-notch, sign a service agreement with Burkhardt. Because, again, whether it's your air conditioning system or your heating system, they'll be there to make sure that, again, it's cleaned and, and of course, uh, working top-notch so you won't have problems down the line. It extends the life of your, of your system as well. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, that's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Uh, that is, of course, uh, our friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. 
Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Business owners, let's be honest. We all have competition. Running Boards Marketing can help you stand out with our giant LED mobile billboard trucks, where we drive eye-catching ads that are impossible to miss. Digital mobile billboard ads are two times more effective than traditional billboards and offer a 97% recall rate. Visit us online at runningboardsmarketing.com and click on Learn More to grab your one-time promotional offer today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com. We'll drive your message to where the people are. All right, folks, welcome back. Thanks so much to uh, Matty Hudak and also uh, Mike Scarborough for joining us on the program today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to all of our sponsors sponsor our program. I'm so blessed to have so many great local sponsors that have stuck with us uh, through the last two decades. We appreciate each and every one of them. Go to, uh, go to the uh, ericasher.com website. There's a slideshow of uh, all the sponsors sponsor our program. Click on their icon. It takes you right to their website. Please support those sponsors. And as always, we appreciate our audience that, that, uh, that does and Thank you so much. Uh, also, the, the podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program. If you want to hear what I had to say about Latavius Murray, Mickey at all, uh, that was in the first hour of today's program. Also, Mike Dettelier joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Check that out. And, then, of course, coming up next, my man Jude Young. He's going to take it over. And, of course, from 6 to 7 with all access, keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks to Rudy back in the studio. Thank you for listening. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. Go Pels. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.